7.06 on the morning jam. No, that's not a morning jam liner. That is a, uh, <laughs> a little taste of what you could see at Jefferson Forest. This Behold your future, yes. Cavalier Theater folks. <laughs> uh, we are excited about having the folks from Cavalier Theater in uh, this morning. Uh, we have got uh, uh, Spence White in with us today. And Nikki, his and, lovely wife. And Nikki, his <laughs> lovely wife, to tell us uh, about this latest production that you have going on. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. Punk Rock Girl opens uh, in less than two weeks, actually mm. a week from tomorrow, mm-hmm. October 13th, 14th, 15th, and uh, 16th. So we're really excited about that. So I don't think of myself as a punk rock uh, girl, but I was certainly an 80s baby and grew up on on the music of Blondie, Pat Benatar, folks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of, of music are they going to hear what kind of experience are they going to have? Well, they're going to hear a lot of uh, songs that have been adapted from just classic, straight-up punk, mm-hmm. right? And by the way, I don't consider myself a punk rock girl either. <laughs> but, Me either. I do now, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, it's this a has nice, changed you. <laughs> it's yes. a nice combination of uh, of punk punk artists and also what they might call pop punk okay like stuff like blondie and stuff that crossed over yeah Mm -hmm. and people who were definitely either started in punk or were heavily influenced by and and even some that's not even just 80s but we've got like avril lavigne and um katie perry and pink and um you know it's it's basically all music by female artists or female fronted bands mm-hmm. so it's a very girl power type feel yes. uh, you know and some of the guys sing some of the girls songs but um it's it's super fun i yeah. love this one and the arrangement of that song in the show is so phenomenal yeah. it is fantastic it's this acapella thing with like all these different oh, yeah. people coming in and oh, it is cool. that's my favorite the kids my love favorite that thing one i sense that that one is one of their favorites anyway yeah that one in, in one way or another they they go yeah. nuts for that yeah. one yeah how do you not love those songs right right yeah. <laughs> they're so good and it's so cool to see this come into a whole new generation of of kids i'm i'm very proud that i've done a good job as a mother making sure all of my children uh, you know they would they would panic in the, in the back of the car because my kids range in like my my youngest my oldest they were like eight years apart and I've got three kids all together but if a song came on and it was like Fleetwood Mac or something like that and Ben would be like what is this song and my daughter would be like what are you talking about what do you mean so sometimes they you know it was trial by fire um but uh, it's good to see these kids excited about this music yeah yeah they they love it i mean there it's it's and whenever we do uh, a musical and we actually have never done a musical like this but uh, that involves sort of music from when we were growing up mm-hmm. it's fun to watch them learn these songs and, and actually, discover it yeah and yeah. discover it and, and they're having fun doing it i have to ask are you are you doing this uh, you know supplemented with soundtracks or is it gonna be live band live we, band we, we, live really? band yeah, yeah. good and, for uh, you i know yes. that's harder to pull that part of it off <laughs> it then. is it's, it's it's you know it's in, in terms of scheduling and everything yeah. but uh but we do we have a, a live professional band in there oh good um, that's gonna be rocking out and we start with them on this saturday and sunday so we're really excited now are these that. local musicians they're mm-hmm. local musicians. okay 
Yeah. Very good. And um, along with our vocal music director, Mr. Deshay Glover, who's always with us. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, he pulls them all together and we, we get it together in a couple of days because the kids have been practicing the songs for a couple months now. Yeah. Right. So, so then it's now it's time to get the, the band up to speed and then we get the lights and sound up to speed as well. So tell me tell me about costumes because I know this is very a very colorful time. Well, I happen to be sitting next to our costume coordinator, <laughs> yeah. Mickey White, so I'll yeah. let her answer well, that. Were you, were you tapping into your well, 16-year-old self? That's the thing. As an 80s gal myself, this is not the first time that I have put together um, right. a show that where the costumes, whether they were supposed to be or not, are influenced by like 80s, the right. look. Neon so, everything. Well, and, and really it's more like black and white with pops of neon because right. we're really going punk on this and like I'm going to mohawk people's hair and we're going to have it teased <laughs> out. And like I said, this is probably my third time doing this, but this one actually was supposed to be like this. Um, so that's been really fun too. And the kids love that too. They really, they get all into it and they're like, can I have this? Can I have this? And I'm like, yes, but let me add just all my accessories that I already have. <laughs> so they get like super let me chained add, out. Let me and, add the tattoo yes, the tattoo right. sleeves and their, their spiked wristbands and necklaces and, right. you know, and the 500 cool. million rubber bands, uh, <laughs> rubber, rubber bracelets and yeah. safety pins. Safety yeah. Pins. Yeah, well, safety yeah, pins sure. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how many shows are you doing? Four. Okay. We're doing three uh, three shows at 7 p.m. and then the last one closer is at 3 p.m. on Sunday. And let me say that also, like it's not even just about the music. Like we we were offered, we're the first school in the nation to do this show. Oh wow! This, we are a pilot production and um, it, of this brand new musical. And when they reached out to us and said, "Would you want to do this?" I read the script and I was like. You've got to read it. You don't understand. There's this twist. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. I'll get to it. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't understand. And I had already gone to bed one night. And all of a sudden, the door flew open. And he was like, I got to the twist. And I said, I know, right? And he was like, I'm in. I'm all in. It was scary because it's a really challenging show. But the story is just so cool, too. It's really. Fun. It's also the pilot thing is a really unique opportunity. It's not our first pilot. But if you get the opportunity to work on a brand new show that uh, Concord Theatricals is the company that holds the rights and they they did approach us about it uh, but it's written by Broadway uh, uh, composers it's Joe Iconis from uh, Be More Chill and also uh, <clears throat> Rob Rakiki who is responsible for The Lightning Thief on Broadway both of mm-hmm. them um, and if you get to a chance to do that and be the first high school to do it because Concord Theatricals is going to go to school on us they're going to find out because we, we're, we're going to re- record it and also report back to them and they're going to find out like what are the challenges that we had right. with doing it as a high school that because they, they want to market it to yeah. more high schools yeah. right because part of why they want to market it to high schools i think is because it's family friendly i mm-hmm. think if you yeah. look i mean if you look at the poster right right some people might look at the poster and say wow that's kind of an unusual poster and it's also <laughs> punk punk rock which you don't think of as being a family environment um, the, until the, you realize the ages of the parents of these kids that are in school now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and sometimes yeah. grandparents. But it, uh. it plays, it reads and plays almost like a children's show. I mean, there's nothing, okay. there's nothing. If there's, you know, like you think punk rock, ooh, drugs. There's nothing like that no, in right. it at all. Silly, no, no fun reference characters. to it. Um, uh, it is it is legit fun for the whole family. So. And girl power, if yes. I can just say it. It's girl girl power. power. <laughs> yeah, you can always say it. Best way for them to get their tickets. Uh, CavalierTheater.com Okay. T-H-E-A-T-R-E The right. hoity-toity spelling. Theater. 
Yes. yes. Theater. Theater. Yes. And Not you can theater. probably <laughs> No. <laughs> you can probably also buy them at the door, but yes. it, it is best to probably buy them beforehand, but we'll have them available at the door too. We're going to put the link up on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, so much fun. We always love it when you come by and tell us about your your latest offerings. So, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us here on the Morning Jam and we hope it's just a wild success. We appreciate you having us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. And you guys look you look young staying involved with these kids i yeah, love it that's right it'll keep you young it helps it helps uh-huh. <laughs> all right miss janet we've got a couple crazy stories going on mm-hmm. there makes me want to go break out my flash dance like i may come in tomorrow with something off a little off the shoulder okay just for fun if you could like you know put a bucket of glitter over me maybe i could do that later i'd like that very much all right well we, we get back, glitter at the dollar store now but you can get anything at the dollar store. Okay, good. All and right, if you right. can't get it, you can make it out of something they oh, have absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. That's how that works. All right. uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, a story that is uh, pretty interesting. Um, are metaverse children going to replace our actual children? Hmm. I certainly hope not. It is would that be 2050? very. It'd be very by 2050. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, it'd be very difficult to do a musical with metaverse children. <laughs> It, it does say sound, that again. <laughs> I said that sounds very yeah, it unfortunate. Does. It, does it does sound does, very yeah. unfortunate. Ah. Uh, it's a it's a trend though mm-hmm. that we want to make people aware of. So uh, we're going to talk about this this theory and uh, how we need to squash it like a bug. Yeah, so, there you go. Anyway, we'll uh, talk about that coming up. Seven fifteen on the morning jam. Janet and Mark, 434-534-8500, or toll-free, 866-916-3776. Call the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. Oh, yeah. I don't know that uh, this is an appropriate intro to this next story. Because it's not some kind of wonderful. It's some kind of stupid. <laughs> Do you have that song? I don't. I, oh. I, I was kind of caught there. I had to push something. <laughs> I picked uh, these folks, Bad Company. I believe that's who that is. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we said we were going to tell you about this uh the story uh they are saying virtual parenthood oh yeah that's is right. only uh about we're only about 50 years away from raising the first generation of digital children oh. i will go on record right now to tell my children mm. unacceptable i would argue that we have digital children now well in They're in so a different connected. way yeah. Um, they say your metaverse baby will never get sick, mm. throw a tantrum, and will never have to grow up. So that's going to oh. give you a realistic experience. Wow. Kind of like Bart Simpson. They yeah. never grow up. Uh, they will look like you, play with you, and cuddle you, all for a small monthly fee. Wow. Okay. So let's take a look at that. Uh, I mean, babies are, are everywhere, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're they're a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, this idea is being raised by 
Katrona Campbell, a okay. British behavioral scientist and a leader in human-computer interaction and the author of AI by Design, A Plan for Living with Artificial Intelligence. Mm-hmm. The book argues that the future of artificial intelligence could signal an epic-defining change on Earth, with one such change being humans opting to raise digital children who exist solely in virtual reality. I mean, are we getting to the point where society is that arrogant now Mm. that that's where we're going? The Sydney Morning Herald quoted Campbell's predictions that within 50 years, technology will have advanced to such an extent that babies which exist in the metaverse Mm -hmm. are indistinct from those in the real world. All right, let's go back. So um, we just said that the the babies won't get sick mm-hmm. <laughs> they they won't throw a tantrum right they don't no so that already tells you that that's bull because mm-hmm. that's not what babies do right that's a ridiculous thing to say mm-hmm. um they will not be indistinct they will be little robot toys that right. Right. don't give exactly. you an experience of anything mm-hmm. i'm not even sure you can call yourself a parent until you have two kids because <laughs> things don't really get you know tossed Very out interesting. Of, right <laughs> until you have another one um she refers to this new crop of ai babies as the tamagotchi generation which is kind of chilling if you're a person who accidentally dropped your tamagotchi into like yeah. i don't know the lake at school camp or something <laughs> right. um but probably pretty appropriate given that AI babies will be available through things like Netflix and Spotify. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says she can see virtual children becoming an accepted and fully embraced part of society in much of the developed world. (laughs) Can you see people going in, going, I'm going to need, my my virtual baby is due, so I'm going to need to take, um, I'm going to need to take maternity leave and then suing if they don't get it. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. If you suddenly feel as though you've stumbled on an unsettling episode of, I don't know, the Twilight Zone, you're not alone. Um, this seems to be a redevelopment of robots and virtual reality that, that they think people are going to move towards. This is really disturbing yeah. to me. I, I, I don't know. Um, what is this going to do psychologically to people? Oh, my gosh. Well, they're going to become addicted to uh, these kinds of things like they become addicted to their phones. Ray Herzog, I believe is his name. It's been a while since I did this talk, probably about eight years. He wrote a book around 2000 predicting the future in 10-year increments. Mm -hmm. And as he hit the uh, 10-year increment at 2010, 80% of his things had come true. He's very forward-thinking, worked for Google. He said the digital, and this is when I was talking to men about pornography, um, and and I brought in one of the articles in one of the books that he wrote about um, in the future that our our robots will be our friends, our lovers, our teachers. He didn't add children; that's where he got it wrong. I didn't, I, you know, he didn't think forward enough, but he's predicted the future and has nailed it many, many times. This is very unhealthy. Well, it's. I mean. It's delusional. Right. At, at this point, you know, for, for people like us, we are, are able to distinguish between, you know, this is our real life and right. this is, you know, something that Our we, avatar. 
but I, I've told you about experience I've had with children. When you took their phone away, they right. had emotional oh, meltdowns, meltdowns. Yes. Yep. over it. Mm-hmm. So what is it going to happen in society when those lines start to blur mm-hmm. um, uh, in a virtual reality where a child will never get sick and will always enjoy their company? I mean, where is the the minute you have to experience the real world, right. you're going to shut down. Sure. Because I mean, you're not, you have no life skills. Right, right. You you were talking about the dopamine rush, and we discussed right. that yesterday. You get a shot of dopamine from your AI child. Your fake Because they will always affirm you. Right. And and those kinds of things. They'll not always real. love you. They'll right. never slam the door and say, right. I hate you. You ruined my life. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's which my children never did, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we certainly had. It, it, it's just the saddest thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time seeing fake fireflies in a store. Oh, it was really? a, a, a mason jar right. and it had um, fake fireflies in it. And it almost made me weep hmm. because I thought, are we going to have a generation of people? It almost, are we going to have a generation of children who never experience running through a yard Right, smelling honeysuckle, mm-hmm. capturing fireflies with their friends, right. and and building those memories, making a treehouse instead of a virtual one. I mean, that's just sad. It is sad. to me, it uh, is sad. And, and pretty heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, as the older generation, it is I think extremely important mm-hmm. for us to encourage our children right. and our grandchildren not to give into that that's not reality mm-hmm. i had a conversation with my son yesterday who said you know gosh mom everything is just so hard because mm-hmm. they've just moved into a new place right. and and i said son that's life mm-hmm. that i mean that's that's what life is but guess what you can't experience true highs unless you experience genuine lows right and i think eventually this whole garbage of experiencing only positive things online mm-hmm. is just going to dull people to where they just have no joy at all. Right. Because you can't have true joy without pain. Yeah. It's a counterfeit. It yeah. is a counterfeit. But it would seem like mm-hmm. that this is this is a, a, a real thing that people are, are talking about. Right. I mean, and I was, think it's a warning sign. It was cute in the first Star Wars movies. You know, you've got C-3PO and r do d2 you know and it was it was cute yeah but they were interacting in real life with real people right you know but um, I, but i guess what i'm saying is that the forward the forward thinking there is that well i'll have my own r do d2 it'll be my son uh bear says at the current rate of laziness and obesity in 50 years people won't be able to procreate <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's very very possible well, well. Uh, too much work and you're not gonna do that <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. If you would uh, like to weigh in, our number is uh, 866-916-3776. Do you think this is a real threat or do you think this is nonsense? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, people want to marry their, um, you know, their robots and dolls and dogs. and. I, you know. I don't know. I just think, I think it's, I think it's a very sad thing. Um, but. I, I also think it's it's important for us to to be aware of this. Uh, you know, we have a, a, a show that we're planning on doing in December at Second Stage Theater in Amherst, 
and it's going to be a, a live radio show. People will be able to come in mm-hmm. and uh, participate with it. We'll broadcast it. Uh, they'll be able to, to hear it uh, like in a podcast version, mm-hmm. uh, and you can be a part of that. But part of the reason that we're wanting to do this is because the art of storytelling is going away. Yeah. Uh, storytelling, uh, live music, things like that needs mm-hmm. to be introduced mm-hmm. to a whole new generation of people. Sure. And kind of reintroduced to people who have have gotten away from that i mean mm-hmm. when was the last time you sat and heard a story told yeah you use that part of your brain that part of your imagination mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's going to be the second saturday in december if you want to mark your calendar for that that's the 10th um, right i believe so yep. yeah um but that's why we, we do this because it's important to reconnect it's our job as older adults mm-hmm. to make sure that these things uh, carry on yeah. and that the younger generation oh, has an appreciation for it it's kind of i think there's going to be a renaissance of sorts i hope anyway i think to so. some of these things that were important back in the day because you just can't you can't get everything from your digital devices people i remember uh i had done one of these shows and uh, i'd had a listener brought a grandchild with them mm-hmm. uh to the show and they had started they were in their room and they mm-hmm. were making a table where they could do their own sound effects oh neat and so the mom is like you know where is my cornstarch they're like i'm walking in the snow because they knew they can make sounds of walking in the snow you know right. you, you want kids to to yeah, have sure. that spur yeah. uh, that spark of creativity and um, we just uh, discovered here recently a young man that's going to help us his yeah. name is sawyer mm-hmm. he sent us some sound effects right. he wants to be part of it right so, yeah. yeah so we've got uh, quite a few young people and and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's that's going to be at Second Stage Theater in December. So you're the first ones to know about it. First yeah. time we talked about it. Yeah, really. WDBJ7's on the way. They're going to talk about the news. Kimberly McBroom has it. And then uh, CBS News Brief, of course, first. And then Janet and I will be back with a couple of local stories. Thanks for being here. Dr. Bob Denton showing up at 8 o'clock via telephone. We'll talk to him about some of the uh, interesting things going on in our nation and worldwide. It's 7.35, and it's a lot going on in the studio right now. A lot of phone calls coming in, I guess, because of uh, some of the comments we've made talking about the uh, storytelling. We're going to put Mike on the air here in just a minute, but a couple checks on the weather for you right now. Roanoke 55, Danville is, uh, wow, is that really the difference? Roanoke's reporting 55, 45, and Danville I don't know what's going on. 51 in Lynchburg. So temperatures uh, kind of going all over the place there, Miss Janet. But, um, wow, is that the spaceship taking off? Yes, it's... Uh, That's our coffee ship. A.K.A. my coffee is brewing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, we'll go to our caller here in just a minute. Um, I got a story out of uh, Botetot. Botetot Fire and EMS received a call around 5.15 on Sunday regarding an individual who had fallen off a cliff. According to Botetot Fire and EMS, an adult male victim was transported to a local trauma center with serious injuries after falling 60 to 70 feet from a rock cliff in the area. Officials say the male was part of a group of individuals who were rock climbing and caving near the uh, 11,000 block of Botetot Road. Mm -hmm. These individuals are said to have been trespassing and uh, they were engaged in an activity on posted land. That's all the information we have at this point. Okay. All right. Got it. 
Uh, let's go to the phones right now, 866-916-3776. Mike calling in from Bedford wanted to talk about some of the storytelling that actually goes on uh, in some of the radio programs out there. Good morning, Mike. Hello, how you doing? We're doing good. So what what do you got? Well, um, I heard you guys talking about the uh, storytelling, but there's a huge community of radio theater out there that people listen to, like myself and my kids. There's like Focus on the Family does a huge story, a uh, bunch of stories from my people from England play in it, and they do like uh, little, little Women and a bunch of different stories that are classics. And then like Adventures and Odyssey, which is a kid's right. story, has been going on since the 80s up to the now. And, yeah, my kids listen uh, to Land that. Theater, and then G.A. Hintley. There's a whole bunch of different companies out there that do huge uh, portfolios of stories mm. right and uh, and one of the things that that we want uh, children to see and and adults to see is to be able to see that happen live in front of them mm-hmm. uh, it's one thing to listen to it it's another thing to be a part of it uh, it's it's really exciting hey, I hope you'll the, join us thanks for the call yeah, Mike definitely. appreciate Thank it you. bud uh, yeah, he's he's right though. There was even there was even this one, and you may remember this more than than I will. There was one that we used to play on, and maybe it still does. It used to play on Christian radio stations, mm-hmm. and it was part of a ministry out of Chicago, I think. And oh, people yeah, would yeah, tell yeah. their stories, and they had this really cheesy organ music that would play yes. oh, underneath gosh. it. Um, and I could not help. I listened to yeah. it every single time yeah. it came on. Uh, and it was always really interesting to, to hear those stories. But yeah. I cannot remember what it was called. I, uh, oh, I remember the show. Yes. Of course. Somebody Dang. out there probably remembers Got it. Dale on the line. Good morning, Dale. Morning. <clears throat> Calling about what you're talking about for the break as far as digital children. Oh, yes. Metaverse children. I, I, Right, well, I sent you a text, but I didn't have a chance to read it. When my children were little in the mid-90s, they had this thing called Gigapets. Oh, yeah. And it was like a wristband, and they had to feed them at a certain time, or they'd yell, and they'd have to make them sleep, or whatever they did, and if they didn't, they would die. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. But apparently the Metaverse children won't be doing any of that. At least there was a little bit of reality with yours. There was some responsibility. Yeah, but that was, you know, even before a lot with uh, video games, of course, before social media, they were almost addicted to that nonsense. And just just a note that I was telling my wife again this morning, she always says this too, I'm kind of a prophet in the mid-80s, by 86. Well, I mean, we didn't even have any children then, but I told my wife, I said, I'm going to call it baby farms, where the government takes your child after it's born, mm. raises it for you, and you can go visit it on weekends if you feel like it in the holidays. Oh, wow. Jeez. Well, you know, there have been cults where they did cults. that. Yeah, there's there's cults that do that. Um, there's a podcast out right now um, called The Sunshine Place, and and there was a, it was in California, and that's exactly what would happen mm-hmm. was they would uh, the parents would bring their their kids in, and then they were raised by by certain people, and uh, yeah, very very strange. Yeah, Hope and the thing wrong. that really gets them hooked, the thing that really gets them hooked on going to these cult these kids. Is the white chocolate they offer them? Ah! And on that, we're going to cut you off. <laughs> right? See, you may not be fit to be a parent. Maybe that's why, because of all that hot, uh, that hot, that chocolate. Um, Unshackled was the name of that program. Most people avoid fighting, but not the man in this story. He loved violence. To charge into a group of men, breaking taboos as well as bones. 
He loved the adrenaline rush. Fighting was a way of hiding what he really was inside, scared. He's not afraid now, not since his heart and mind and life were unshackled. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, they always had the organ music. Victory FM used to play Unshackled uh, yeah, when I, I worked for them. I remember the they would play it late. They yeah. would play it late at night yeah, and, and was, things like that. Yeah. But I loved. Pacific Mission did that, or it's still doing it. I think as far they still do it. And yeah. I have a friend whose story was told. On Unshackled. On Unshackled. Wow. It sure was. Yep. Hey, Eric, he if pastor. you're still listening, uh, give us a holler back. We had so many calls. We had a flurry oh, of calls. Uh, Johnny, there. Johnny knew uh, the name of it. Well, good for you, Johnny. Well. But I, I did. I could not help. I couldn't help it. Yeah. I remember being a kid going, that is so cheesy with all that music. And then I see you reaching for my coffee. You back I, up, buddy. We, <laughs> back up, buttercup. I don't know that you need it. There it yes, is. that's the sound of pure goodness. goodness that's right. <laughs> it's got a lot of caffeine in I'm it. I'm sorry. I usually cup. get the second cup. I, I get the leftovers and that's okay. All right. Because I don't really need a lot of coffee today. No, you do not. So that was the call. That was what it was called. Yeah, unshackled. unshackled. But Thank we hope you. that you guys will join us. It, it's. Uh, I think we can get about 125 people in in there. Yeah. So uh, I imagine we'll fill that up pretty quick. But I hope you guys are going to join us. And if you're a storyteller or you'd like to participate in some of these, you know, let us know about yeah. that. Um, and then somebody was talking about the National Storytelling Convention first week in October in Jonesboro, Tennessee. Just happened this weekend. Right. Um. And I just talked to a storyteller yesterday mm-hmm. who who said that, that just thousands and thousands of people. And when you go to those storytelling places, all these people will be in a, a tent and you can hear a pin drop yeah. because they're so mesmerized cool. uh, by it. So, yeah, Jonesboro is a, a wonderful place. And, of course, that's my heritage. Right. That's, I come from. That's your stomping ground. Right. Yeah. Uh, storytellers, song catchers, mm-hmm. all of that. 866-916-3776. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. <laughs> Are you there, listener? Uh, we lost. Uh, oh, well. Liz said, Ryan, I think that's her son, yelled from the back seat, back up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> You are welcome, Liz. Wow. He'll probably be saying that a little a little bit more in the future. Uh, you know, it's always good to, to talk about things that are, are, are more pleasant, and we enjoy uh, bringing these things to you. And, and hopefully uh, this is going to make life a whole lot better for a lot of folks uh, with some of these things that we're, we're trying to do in the area. What are yeah. you doing? I'm trying to get your call on the line here. Okay. Phone is not. Good Come morning. On, You're on the morning jam. Hey, Mark and Janet. It's Dr. Harb here. Hi, Dr. Harb. What are your theories hey, uh, on uh, metaverse children? Well, hey, hang on a second. I well um, okay. I'll tell you, I think that as the future you know, comes forward, I think uh, that biology and robotics and AI are going to become so much more intertwined mm-hmm. you know, throughout the years and throughout the ages that yep. eventually you'll hardly be able to tell the difference. Yep. And I think, you know, when you think about like maybe, you know, thousands of years from now, I think that, you know, you're just going to have cyborgs and, yep. uh, yeah. you know, you're not going to be able to really tell the difference between biology and AI and mm-hmm. robotics. It'll be all one big sort of thing together as, as humans evolve in that direction. I've said this many, gonna... many times. Watch the movie yeah. Surrogate with, with uh, Bruce Willis. Yes. Watch that movie. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where we're going. Yeah. That's where we're going, exactly. Harbour, yeah. Dr. Harbour, you're supposed to make me feel better. <laughs> that didn't, that didn't happen. <laughs> 
I just refuse to believe that it's going to be that a that a a, a robot is going to give you the same connection as holding your newborn right. that you've carried for nine months in yeah, your body. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, I, right. I, I just don't, I think our God is more magnificent than that. And I just don't think man will ever, I think they'll try, but I don't think it'll you ever know what happen. I, you know what I see, Dr. Harb, to give you that same because experience. Because you're trying to be God then. I think he'll shut it down before then. You, you, you will have updates of how your child is yeah. being manufactured. Today, yeah, we, we yeah. manufactured the core. We'll be adding the legs right. tomorrow. You can keep up to right. date. It's like build a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's almost like right. build your right. IA. You'll be able to uh, watch it be put together. Yeah. You know, and they'll call yeah, the place at, the womb. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm just Elon saying. Musk, the parent, oh my god! Apparently, uh, apparently, Elon Musk has got a robot out pretty soon. Sort of a cyborg, ro- cyborg robot that you're going to have to. Be able to, that you'll be able to have in your house as an you know, assistant or whatever. So, have you have you seen a, any of the articles, Dr. Harb? Now, I could handle a Rosie the maid. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> have you seen any of the articles <laughs> yeah. about uh, them putting chips in like little baby modems in people's brains and all that? Have you seen any of those articles over the last five years? Yeah, yeah. Elon Musk is really into that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the, the chips and the you he's know, a, cyborg kind of. He's a dual-edged sword. He's, really he's giving us uh, Tesla and SpaceX, but he also wants to help propagate the robot race. I don't know about that exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, thank you for the call yeah. as always. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Take All right. care. You take care. <sighs> Sorry, Good Janet. Feeling gone. Sorry, Janet. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. I'm okay. Okay. It's all, all right. Good. We're gonna do this. Let's let's try this one more time. Okay. You're on the morning jam. I don't, I don't know if Les- hey, Lester. Lester's going to be around to see any of this. You and I probably not. We're too old, Lester. We're not going to see any of this uh, cyber warfare crap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I, I don't even what I call to talk about, but uh, you might be right. Uh, well, hopefully I'm 78 you're... years old. I'm 78 years old. And if I knew I was going to live this long, I took better care of myself. I'll tell you that right there. Well, you know, our parts tend to wear out, don't they, as we hit those 60s and 70s and even 80s. My my in-laws did basically a turn and burn. They came up here Monday, brought a, a trailer load of stuff, dropped the trailer yeah. off that evening at U-Haul, looked around at appliances yesterday and jumped in the car the same time I was leaving. Actually, they left 10 minutes before I did this morning, and they're headed back down to Florida. And we're talking about 80 and 82-year-old uh, people, you know, and I'm not saying that's old, but you know, I wouldn't want to do that. It is old to be doing that, <laughs> for sure. Well, it's a best on why you called. I'm, why? Why did you call? Well, uh, back then I'm going back. I'm going back. Well, a friend of mine is going to celebrate her uh, 50th birthday next spring by making a, uh, a skydive. I'm going with her. I've done it before. Well, I'm going back with her and make a skydive at 78. Uh, ten jump, but anyway, what I called to talk about was I'm in for the mu- I'm in for the storytelling. Oh, okay. Because I, I love I love telling stories. Okay. All right. Matter of fact, I have a story that I wrote for a 1500 word or less uh, a story writing contest a magazine one time. Uh-huh. And I didn't I didn't uh, it didn't I didn't win the fifteen thousand uh, bucks, but. Uh, I I lost my script. They just sent my script back to me. I let them have a copy, but I have rewritten it. Okay. And I'm gonna email it. To, I'm gonna email it to you guys. Oh, send it it's to me. A, it's about a whole week I spent one day on the Outer Banks. 
Okay. A uh, one day, uh, one day you spent for a whole week. <laughs> that was a, quite the day. Uh, a whole week, a, a whole week I spent in one day. In on one the day, <laughs> love wow. it, love it. Well, so you send it on, Lester. I'd love and to the, hear the it. Name, the name, uh, the name of the story is True Grit. Yeah. True grits. True grits. I okay. love it. I'll be watching for right. it. If there are anything like the grits, yeah, we'll we'll catch up with you later. If if there are anything like the grits down at, uh, you know, that we get over it, market mm-hmm. on Maine. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, just, yeah. just give me That's some right. of that good stuff. You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The morning jam, six to nine a.m. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. That was Elon Musk yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Uh, and the media is not happy about it. About the whole Twitter thing. Oh, no. They are they Have you heard not... about his ex-wife encouraging him? Uh-huh. And yeah. she's saying, Twitter is too woke. You need to bring it back from the right. brink. Well, yesterday, or no, maybe it was over the weekend, there was a guy on Twitter, and, and they were talking about the hijabs and of the woman that didn't wear her hijab properly or something. Right. And they had arrested her. And it was like, this is what they want for women in America. And they, you know, they're trying to, with Roe versus Wade, this is oh, what they want to go. That's <clears throat> what evangelical Christians want. And I just, my only response to him was, you, sir, are an idiot. That was my response. Oh, because there's no other response there. And so, I, so I sent the tweet, and it's like, "Are you sure you want to send this tweet? Because we're thinking this might be hateful speech." And are you sure? And I'm like, "Yep." Click tweet because it's just ridiculous where we are now, well, uh, especially on Twitter. Well, NBC News reporter Ben Collins suggests the purchase could affect the 2022 midterms. Even I would love it. Members of the media renewed their anger against billionaire tech mogul Elon Musk. Of course they have. Uh, after reports showed him closing his deal to officially buy Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox Business reported Twitter intended to close the deal um, at $54.20 uh, per share. Mm-hmm. The original offer Musk made in April uh, shares from Twitter stock quickly soared after the announcement. Reporters and journalists, however, uh, expressed doubts. Doubts and fears. It, they say it could affect the 2022 elections. Too bad, so sad. For those of you asking, yes, I do think the site can and will change pretty dramatically if Musk gets full control over it. Yes. You think? I mean, people can actually have free speech? Is that what you're thinking? Well, that, that's the deal. Hopefully. If it gets done early enough based on the people he's aligned with, it could actually affect midterms. Look, I'm telling you, we just played, we had somebody send us a, a clip from a Democrat in Florida <laughs> saying, uh, you know, it was, it was a black guy. And he's like, yeah, you want to know who I'm voting for? Yeah. Well, based ha- on, well, ba- I'm voting for DeSantis. I may have I to mean, edit it a little bit. Well, a little bit because he may have. <laughs> Drop the F-bomb. Yeah, a little bit of a potty mouth. But, <laughs> but yeah. And then others were like, be afraid. Be actually afraid. Okay. Oh, Y'all are pathetic. 866-916-3776. You're not pathetic because you called into the morning jam. Hello. Who do we have? Hey, it's Trucker Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, you got an accident on 460 westbound between uh, 
uh, Moore's Moving and Storage and uh, Thomas Terrace Church there. Okay. Uh, looks like an a- ambulance rear-ended a, a four-wheeler. Oh, oh, boy. It's going to be there a while. So a four-wheeler? Down in the left lane, slow down. When you I say got a feeling it, that ambulance was hauling butt. Maybe he had a patient. I don't know because that car was mashed. So uh, are you? So it was it, a car. It, okay. Uh, okay. Ran into yeah, a car. Okay. Okay. Yep. So Moore's Building and Storage and Thomas Terrace Church. They're on 460 eastbound, and then Thomas Terrace Baptist Church. It's halfway between them. Hey, while we got you on the line there, tell, yeah. tell us uh, your your thoughts on either. I'm going to give you an A or a B. Your thoughts on Loretta Lynn's passing, or would you rather talk about uh, artificial intelligent children? (laughs) Or Elon Uh, Musk buying Twitter. (laughs) Artificial intelligence. (laughs) Either way. Um, I'd sell for any intelligence at this point. I love to read. I still do. I still love to read science fiction. Right. And one of the the stories I read was... uh, a group of people that were escaping Earth because of stuff going on, uh, death of the grace and all that. Right. They had all the brightest minds and people on this spacecraft. And right. It, uh, unfortunately, it, it uh, when it landed, it didn't quite come down the way it wanted it to. And uh, most of them, well, all but two people were killed. Oh, darn. Was it a male yep. and female and, and, left? And, you know, Yep, one female and one guy, and, and she says, well, I guess it's up to us to keep the human race alive. And then he uh, says, I am really sorry, and he pulls back down his shirt on the backside, and he's robot A21 or something. Oh, like that. I thought he was going to tell her he had a vasectomy. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Bob. Yeah, this is why you guys don't get to write the stories. <laughs> Yeah, she said that's why guys can't write the stories, according yes. to Janet there, Bob. Yeah. At least not you two guys, anyway. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks for the uh, the update on the uh, on 460 there. Yeah, lordy, wow. lordy. You guys kill me. Uh, so this was my favorite tweet. Oh, back, to the, uh, back to the whole mm-hmm. Elon right. story. Right. Um, Don Winslow okay. tweeted... If Musk gets control of Twitter and Zuckerberg has control of Facebook and CNN is under new Republican-backed management, we have a massive problem. And don't listen to anyone who tells you differently. Who told you? Th- who, who's, who's saying that? <laughs> Don Winslow. Okay. Is, is... Don, you're, you're, a, you're a... Hey, Don, guess what? You're a... <laughs> and because CNN is... They're so fake. Not. They're doing a deep fake that they're going more to the center. They're they're trying, but they can only fake it for so long, right. and then it comes back out again. Um, and and Zuckerberg, why are you worried about Zuckerberg being? To, I mean, he's he's vetting he's the, out everything. Janet, he's the one that spent I think it was five hundred million dollars to make sure those boxes out there that were getting stuffed with ballots right. made sure that they are actually out there and they existed. He he had he played a big influence for the Democrats so to win, not Republicans. It cracks me up. It, it makes me laugh a, mm. when I read some of this stuff. Yeah, because uh, you know they're so afraid that that they're that that people are going to see that they really aren't alone mm-hmm. in the way they feel about right. the direction our country's going. Yes, uh, the current administration. They are so fearful that they're going to discover that there are people out there who actually aren't living in the metaverse. Yeah, who are really concerned about the future of this they're country. Real, real who people. think just like you do. Yeah. 
You know, when Rush Limbaugh came on the air, everybody was saying, oh, Rush, you're the guy that I've always wanted to hear on the radio. They'd say these big, long statements. Mm-hmm. And one day, one guy called in and said, Rush, ditto to what that last guy said. And then dittos became the phrase. People would call into Rush and say, dittos, Rush. And he knew exactly what they're saying. Right. Because there's people out there that believe the same things we believe. And right. it's time for us to maybe get together and talk about it. And that. they just don't want to face that. To the Virginia-